Welcome to this is the Log On Games podcast, weekly show where our hosts discuss a variety of gaming news topics from new games, big announcements, events, and more. New episodes uploaded every Friday on Apple Podcasts, <laughs> Spotify, and more. That was good. That was hey, good. we haven't had a haven't had a Rebecca Black uh, uh, mention in. Where's like my homegirl at? You know. Listen, all I can think right now is I don't even think Andrew's ever thrown that in. So you get like a plus ten right there. <laughs> well, to be fair, he 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 plays the drums, and I do kind of play guitar and sing for a job. So, okay. I mean, okay. that being said, she made a heck of a lot more money than I'll ever make on that one song. <laughs> so, <laughs> so she was at the right moment, blew up on the internet. Uh huh. And it worked. It worked indeed. Uh, this episode is brought to you by. Zencaster, which let me just go ahead and tell you, Zencaster, awesome. Let me tell you how awesome it is by personal experience within the last 15 minutes. Um, <laughs> my internet has dropped twice in the last 15 minutes. So there's some weird stuff that has gone on. And I know you're going to be like, what is going on there? Uh, my internet drops. Episode keeps recording. I'm the one hosting it. Right. So my internet drops still records on uh, their ends. So it's, we just hop on after it's over and all those little pieces of video that we're locally recording, it's all going to be right there synced up together. We just yeah. hop it in. I'm telling you, if this were to happen and we were recording like OBS or something like that, this would be a disaster to splice and put back together. <laughs> so Zencaster, I'm telling you, it is the way to go. It's awesome. Easy. Love me some Zencaster, but yeah, use our code log on games, all one word, all lowercase at Zencaster.com slash pricing, and you'll get 30% off your first month of any Zencaster plan. That's a lot. And it is a lot. And it's I'm junk. telling you, if you're interested in podcasting, it is it is worth your time to pay them whatever the heck they ask for their pricing plans at 30% less than that, actually, uh, with our discount code. But it's worth the payment just for the time that you get back of not having to deal with you know splicing things together, this, that, or the other. It's it's awesome. They're great. Easy, easy, easy to do. And not to mention, this is just the same exact link that we record on every single week. It's just copy-paste. Somebody wants to jump in. Oh, here's the link. Boom, you're in. And so it's cool to have, uh, if you have a, a podcast idea where you have different guests that you're going to invite one week or uh, at a time kind of thing, easy peasy, easiest way to do it. So, yeah, check them out, Zencaster. Grand podcast uh, service. Also, follow us at Logon Games on uh, he put X. I'm saying Twitter, Facebook, Thank Instagram, you. TikTok, you. and Threads. <laughs> I will continue to say it. If you go to X.com, let's try, let's try it again this week. X.com, enter. It takes me to Twitter.com slash home. Hmm. All right, so then it's really? still Twitter. Yep. Yep. Uh, are, you, are you testing me? Just I didn't know X.com. I'm telling you, until they change it, I'm not changing. That's crazy. Right? So. How powerful are you to get www.x.com? Who owns that? Yeah. Who has that domain? That that is something. And freaking Elon Musk is a weird dude because, like, why? I don't. What is his? did, Did he ever say what his reasoning was for X in the first place? Or did it just happen? Yeah. I have no idea. He Elon it, you know what I mean? 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, follow us on literally everything at Logon Games. Um, and yeah, we will communicate with you anywhere. You can hop on our 100%. Twitch and watch some of our people Twitch streaming. You can uh, find us, our personal uh, like PlayStation accounts and stuff and game with us some. Um, we'd love to, to do some stuff. We, uh, also been talking about and thinking about some like community game nights where you can hop on and play some stuff with us and we want to do it. I know these guys want to play Destiny with you. Yes, I know. come jump on Destiny. I, I beg of you, I beg of you out there to go play Destiny with them so that I don't have to. Wow. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Destiny's Jeez. cool. I like Destiny. Not, not, I like Destiny. You guys love Destiny. <laughs> We're not the same. Yeah. It's a toxic relationship. My wife likes to call my other wife. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, mine calls it the mistress. Okay. So. The mistress. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Well, let's jump into some of the video game news for the week. Starting with a message from La Sony. PlayStation boss, Jim Ryan, to retire next spring. I, I'm, I don't say non-American names correctly, but I'm going to go for it. Hiroki... Totoki. Is that right? I yeah, I mean, yeah, that was pretty good pronunciation. That's cool. We'll yeah. take over as interim CEO. Uh, Jim Ryan, who's been president and CEO of Sony Interactive Entertainment since 2019, is retiring March 2024. I will say that was the most surprising part of this whole article for me. I was like, it's really 2019? It feels like so much longer. I could have sworn. Yeah, I was, was about so to say, that's, kinda, I, that's, a, that's quite short, right? <laughs> he must have had just like a title change where he was... Still like the front man, but the title changed to CEO or something. I don't know. I when I saw it, okay. I was like, "What in the world?" It feels like so much longer. Yeah, he's been in the company um, for a while. I know he's retiring in March 2024. Uh, the news first broke via a post on X slash Twitter. I love that they're not giving up the Twitter thing from Bloomberg's Jason Schreier before Sony confirmed it with their own announcement shortly after. Hiroki Totoki will assume the interim CEO role starting on October. October, oh my goodness, April first, 2024. Um, the Sony Group Corporation president, COO, and CFO will also become chairman of SIE starting next month to, quote, support Mr. Ryan in his transition. Hmm, interesting. Quote, Sony said. Question, what do you guys know about Hiroki? Well, I know that this uh, transition is happening on April Fool's Day. This could be a big, you know, a, a, the, the biggest prank Sony's Can ever Can you imagine? Dude, that is an early <laughs> setup. Like, <Right>. my gosh. <laughs> oh, my wow. gosh. That would be interesting. Yeah, as far as like, as far as the business and higher hierarchy of like the video game companies, I I obviously don't follow or keep up with that stuff. I mean, his name is definitely a name I've heard for a while. So like when you said 2019, mm-hmm. I was like, what? But obviously he's been in the game industry much longer than that. So um, yeah, like um, I, I, I would be curious to know the impact he's had on the company since mm-hmm. he's been there. And what would actually change with him leaving? So, yeah, yeah. I, I honestly, I don't know a whole lot. I mean, Jim Ryan, I know because he was kind of the face, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, I just I don't I don't know a whole lot. I know Jim Ryan has been, uh, in my opinion, very good for Sony, and um, I think it is at least. Uh, at least seems like a loss when I say when I mean that is that uh, or what I mean by that is that 
I'm, I don't want to say that Hiroki's not uh, going to be as good or better, but like on the face, he, it seems like a loss just because of uh, he's, I think, been very good for Sony. He's got a really good, uh, I like his personality on the, the state of play and stuff. Like when he speaks, you go, oh, this guy's, this guy's talking about something cool. <laughs> you just kind of assume it. Like Jim Ryan's got that down. He's got the accent a little bit and everything. So, mm. so just to um, correlate things, he, he is the Phil Spencer of PlayStation? You know what? Without a hundred percent knowing their roles, I think so. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Or as, I, as, yeah, he's definitely think, in in terms of being the face of like the like when you see or hear something from Sony, it's coming from him. Mm, mm. I think it's interesting just because from last week's discussion, like I feel like for Sony, uh, they seem like they have a good not really contingency plan, but that they're good about getting their Mm -hmm. ducks in a row for the transition. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then we look at, you know, how we were talking about last week, just everything with Microsoft that they've kind of been not quite in shambles, but they, they've been stumbling quite a bit. I think Sony has been really good about, you know, their product launch, their game launch, like everything that they've been doing has felt very uh, precise so mm-hmm. I think they wouldn't have chosen this replacement if they weren't confident about where they are now and what he can bring to the table for their future. Yeah, fully well agree. said. Fully agree. And it's not a, an outside hire or anything of that nature. This is somebody that, uh, you know, COO, and mm-hmm. he's, he's, he's been in it, right? Every decision that Jim Ryan's made, this dude's probably been – part of that conversation you would assume um, yeah so uh, it's it's interesting um how i'm trying to look real quick um how old i'm assuming is it's not going to be a dramatic change like like you're saying it's it's someone who's familiar with the um the ecosystem of um playstation so it, it was probably a natural transition and a natural pick mm-hmm. to as, as a replacement so I, I i wouldn't expect anything crazy to happen but no fully agree fully agree and um you know there's i can't help can't help but be you know but think about things and be like i wonder if this has a a, a play in it at all but you know one of these guys is japanese and one of them's not and there is a thing called Nintendo out there that would love, like Sony would love to have more of a slice of, right? And <laughs> to have some more stuff. I don't, I'm not saying that's going to matter, but it definitely can't hurt, right? Um, so if they're going to make more of a play to have some, some sort of partnership or I don't know what that looks like. Um, this is one of those things that I don't, I don't think it has any, I don't think it has any reason it has anything to do with the reason they have made the choices they've made, but it's just kind of looking down the line of like, well, you know, well, if this is something that can improve a relationship and let's use it. Right. So, mm-hmm. so you're, uh, you're insinuating that maybe uh, the, the new man coming is a little bit more open-minded or because both companies reside in the same country that maybe it might be easier to. Yeah. 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 Well, they've tried before. They tried before and, and failed. So I'm not saying that's even going to work. I'm just mm-hmm. saying um, uh, Japanese culture is one of the many cultures that um, 
that places a, a lot of uh, weight on like respect and respect for another and especially of like your own people. And I can, yeah. I can see that helping. Right. So, yeah. And also like, um, you know, how the, the, everything that they do is a craft of a sort, like an art, like, so, you know, you, you're putting a hundred percent into this thing because like, it's, uh, it's something that you want to show, uh, you, you care for, or you, mm-hmm. you want the end product to be precise. I mean, you know, you, mm-hmm. you were there, Andrew. So, I mean, I think you can probably speak on just from your experience, what you saw there and just how things work in the culture. Oh, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> Efficiency level, like 150%. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> That's nice. Yeah. I'm, I don't know. I, I am not super this is not something that worries me it's not it's not a yeah, feeling yeah. of we're losing somebody oh man i don't know if this guy can replace him. I, I i feel like uh this is at the very least going to maintain status quo which is not a bad thing so yeah it's not like yeah. you know oh there goes there goes sony like there goes the company you know like mm-hmm you don't have to worry about that. Yeah, they and, know what they're doing. They've been killing it. You know, and like, I mean, the the, the stock. I'm looking at the stock price, and it hasn't gone down. It's not like a yeah. panic issue or anything. Okay. Oh, here's the answer to the earlier question. Ryan started his career at PlayStation's European branch in 1994. He would go on to Jeez. hold various leadership positions before replacing John Cadere as president and CEO in 2019 of of SAE in 2019. So he'd been there for a long time, just didn't have that title. Mm. Man, seen so, a couple things around the company. Makes mm-hmm. sense. He's seen some stuff. So, yeah, I, I, I hope that this. Uh, I hope that what what Sony has been for the last ten, twelve years just continues, if not improves. So, uh, big fan. GG Sony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any of you guys have? Uh, any of you guys have some? Some either have VR systems currently or are interested in them. Me, interested. Uh, I have an Oculus Rift uh, consumer version one, and I okay. love it. I've bought one and I've sold it just because like I wasn't using it a bunch, and then like I kind of mm-hmm. needed the money. But then like when I was ready to do a VR setup again, I actually went back to it. It's a very old device, uh, but. I mean, I, my center setup is easy. I, I like the controls. Um, so, so yeah, it's been good, but you know, it's, it's old. Uh, and of course it doesn't look as good. The refresh rate's not great. Uh, you know, and, uh, Mm -hmm. I've got this extension thing that's like 15 feet long. So it's, it's a little (laughs) clunky, you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, in a meta connect live stream, they have announced a MetaQuest 3 VR headset and accessory pre-orders available right now, 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 now. Meta's new mixed reality VR headset comes bundled with Asgard's Wrath 2 and costs $500 months. This is, I'm reading from GameSpot.com. Months after the initial reveal, Meta finally confirmed the Quest 3 mixed reality VR headset will launch on October 10th during today's uh, MetaConnect livestream. I think this is, it is today, right? Is that today? Pretty sure it's today. Um, Alongside the full reveal, Meta announced that Xbox Cloud Gaming Library will be playable on Quest 3 in December. The new headset will come in two storage capacities, 
128 and 512 at $500 and 650 respectively. Pre-orders are available now for the 128 base model at major retailers, including Amazon, Best Buy, Walmart, Target, and GameStop. Um, GameStop's still there somehow. All MetaQuest 3 <laughs> pre-orders come with Asgard's Wrath, which is set to release in winter 2023, while the 512 gig model also comes with a six-month MetaQuest Plus subscription, which grants access to two games each month. It's $150 of, of difference in price between the two, and I don't know what six months of MetaQuest Plus is, but that actually makes that price like pretty... Uh, pretty equivalent, I would imagine. Mm. But um, a batch of the MetaQuest 3 accessories are also launching uh, alongside the new headset, including carrying case, elite head straps, and controller fasteners for more secure fits, and a silicone face pad replacements and multiple color options. All these accessories are available for pre-order now. Let me see if there's anything else I wanted to mention. Uh, Second-generation Qualcomm Snapdragon XR2 chipset and 8 gigs of RAM. Um different storages lcd screen with 120 hertz refresh rate and was it 2064 by 2208 per eye resolution which i'm not sure what that's not 4k it's not too i don't know i don't know what you call that it's a weird that's a very unique <laughs> resolution um and the stereo speakers all for 3d spatial audio any of you guys are you excited about this at all <laughs> well so is this the standalone is this the one that you don't need a computer? It's just everything's there. I yeah, yeah. This one think is so. its own thing. Uh, That's what so, the quest yeah. line is, right? It's a standalone. Yeah, you don't yeah. need anything yes. else. This uh, is what I've been interested in if I was to ever get VR. And I've heard good things about the quest, especially the quest two. Um, so, I mean, and like the thing is for these, you know, I, the only limitation is storage capacity but i mean at the mm-hmm. end of the day you know there aren't like a ton of like uh vr games out i mean there are a good amount but like you know yeah. it's not like a steam library where you've got like 500 games and they're all vr so you sure. know a couple of the good ones i think uh the higher model should be really good to hold that uh yeah 512 is not bad that's yeah what the uh ps4 had yeah so yeah, I think I think that's pretty cool. Um, the specs, I mean, the refresh rate, uh, you know, and upgraded chipset. So that's that's really good uh, because an issue that people have with these older headsets, uh, one is definitely the refresh rate is probably the biggest mm-hmm. thing because uh, you get weird screen flickers, um, and then the resolution. Uh, the resolution, I, I looked at the CV1 uh, display, and it's um, a 2160 by 1200 display. Uh, so with this, the Oculus, uh, with the MetaQuest 3, you're going to get less what's called window screen effect. So, you know, like those uh, port patio porch uh, screen doors. So imagine yeah. like you're looking through something. That's kind of what the effect people have with a lot of the older headsets when they're looking through it and it can kind mm-hmm. of bring you out of it a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. So a lot of these newer headsets have the higher resolution to kind of really push those pixels down and you don't get as much of that, that effect. So that, I mean, that's good. Uh, and it's a mixed reality. So that's definitely one thing that's a little bit different is uh, the, I think one of the accessories is a cover. Um because mm-hmm. uh you know it's got cameras in the front um and they were talking about here the xbox uh 
Game Pass and the Xbox uh, st- stream integration is, uh, you know, you can connect to it and stream your game. So if you don't have all that storage capacity you get to fit some of those VR games, if you're connected to the cloud app, then it's streaming to your headset. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's pretty interesting. And then the mixed reality part, uh, there is a video in the link for this in the tweet where, uh, you know, you're sitting down with your controller, you're playing Halo, and you have this like theater screen size thing, but you can still see your room. It's like you're sitting in your room with a virtual TV, essentially. Mm-hmm. So the mixed mm-hmm. reality kind of com- blends a bit of both of that in there. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's really cool, I think. So if you're stationary, why would you want the mixed reality thing? I mean, because like if you don't have like a big TV, like, you know, you can make those things feel like they fill up your whole room. And oh, I know. Distance. But like would, would it I would rather have it where everything around is blacked out and I don't see my room. Do you get yeah, what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, yeah and that's an, yeah. definitely an option. I mean, I don't know if there's like there might be mixed reality games that kind of do some AR interaction with your environment. Yeah. OK. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It's still, I think the PSVR two is the only one that I'm interested in if I were to get one. But I also am not that interested in it. <laughs> so, yeah, like, VR is an interesting thing where it's like, you know, hasn't really gone very far since it kind of came into the fold again. You know, with like yeah. the Oculus and all that stuff and. You know, when we were growing up, that was like, mm. oh, that's the future. You know, like imagine of playing some of these, you know, playing Halo One back in the day, but like in virtual reality. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. It, it's felt like uh, okay. I think people are really wanting a more immersive, like you know, uh, Ready Player One style type of exactly interaction. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're not, the the we're text not there, there, but like, mm. it, there's not enough software to pull me in. To be honest, there's like, Mm-mm. there's it's like, a, there's games I want to dabble with. Like, I think if I had like Beat Saber, I'd maybe play it every day. But like, fun. but besides that, like, I don't know. I, I feel like if I if I got a VR headset, I might use it like once a month or something, and and then it's like not justified for me to get it to begin with. But yeah, yeah. they're not cheap. Mm. Yeah, especially when you buy like you know, additional accessories or like I bought mm-hmm. extra sensors and it has gotten to that point too. Like I mainly bought mine for like flight Sims. Um, mm-hmm. I've got the whole setup for that and I'll use it for other games, but if I'm not playing a flight sim, I'm more than likely not touching my VR headset. And since I haven't played it in a while, you know, it's been just sitting mm-hmm. mounted on mm-hmm. the side of the desk. So that, yep. that is something Fair that enough. happens eventually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is why, like, I don't want to dive too deep as far as paying a lot for VR stuff. Because, you know, like, the Valve Index, I think, is still around $1,000. The price hasn't gone down much on it. And I, mm-hmm. I can't justify $1,000 for something uh, unless it is going to be used, like, daily. You know, like, mm-hmm. some of those companies and the people that buy, that do, like, the VR rent space, you can go and do, like, an event there and you rent out the space and they give you the backpack, the VR goggles and those types, you know, I think those are the type of people that would want to invest in like high fidelity VR. I think I would want it Uh, for like world travel, like, like super, super good clarity, 4k or 8k video. And it's like videos. Yeah. And like, I could just like, you know, walk down the street somewhere in another country. I think that'd be kind of cool or watch like, I want to watch like a sunset of Mount Fuji 
but I'm sitting on top of Mount Fuji, like something like that, like something crazy like that. That type of experience, I think, would be cool. That would be pretty sick. interesting. Yeah. Uh, as I was saying, as I was so rudely interrupted by the world, the internet, um, the uh, the Meta Quest Three, like, there's just some like we had the PSVR one, and there was a a, a downloadable. I don't even. It wasn't a disc. It was like a demo thing where you could play you know, a level of this, a level of that, or you could, you, you talked about like touring the world or something like you could, uh, I went to the Holy land. There were some places in the Holy land you could look through and like walk through in there. It's pretty cool. Um, but they had, I'm a Clemson fan as well as a, I'm a massive Clemson fan and a sports fan in general. And they had like a, like 10, 15, 20 minutes. I don't remember how long it was time frame where you could watch a Clemson Louisville football game where they had a, a, vr thing on the sideline or whatever and i've said oh, forever if, that's so cool if they would just like i would pay if they were like hey 15 bucks for a ticket to watch it that way i would do that like multiple times a year for things right and so getting, I, like like freaking you know 50 yard line like but better 100 you know 100 percent. like every every super bowl should have that as an option or every nfl playoff game like just to be able to do that or the nba playoff games a court side like hey yeah 20 bucks and watch the game kind of thing could like, you imagine makes sense if they did it like in video games but they had like where there was one on every player's like head somewhere and oh you pay God. for the service and it's like a video game where you switch to their perspective and you can go to like all these other players perspectives and like watch like dude that'd be sick you gotta make yeah, it's like, like I guess the they would just have Google like glasses. Yeah, some <laughs> yeah. like 360 camera like mounted somewhere. In the, in the helmet somehow. And then I was mm-hmm. thinking, like, uh going along what you were saying, I think there were some pop artists that did that where you could watch their their concerts in VR, yep. but you'd be at the mm-hmm. front. And like mm-hmm. I, that the idea of that is just mind blowing to me. Did like, they sell those yeah. like tickets? I think I don't think. know if it was I don't know if it was like who did it, but I thought it was like it was insane. Yeah. Like, I, it's stuff like that where I think those types of things would make me go get a VR. Not because I only want to use it for that, but because, okay, now I can justify it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I want to play this game and that game. I want to play some Beat Saber. I want to play um, the uh, Horizon game on. Like, there's some stuff on there that I think it would be fun to play. It's yeah. like, ah, for that price point, I can't justify it. But me, who is sitting up here in Boston, Massachusetts, living here now, where I've been to probably a hundred Clemson football games in my lifetime. I can't go to South Carolina to watch that. I would pay the 15, 20 bucks like multiple times a year to watch it that way. Like I would a hundred percent do that. So like, I feel like there's definitely a market for that. And um, I don't know, even, even if it was five bucks a ticket or whatever, like if there was enough people doing that, they'd make bank and all they're doing is setting the camera up and, and some, uh, and some audio stuff. Right. So I don't know. I think, See, every, I think everything you're saying right shot. now is more enticing to me than the video game side. Yep. Like 100%. Yeah. Like you, you want to be able to play games and more. It's not just a gaming mm-hmm. device type of thing. Yeah. I want the Make, experience side of it. Yeah. Like I'm fine with it just being a gaming device. If I got a massive library of games for it to yeah. be there, but that's yeah. not there yet. So if it's not, then give me the other stuff. Yeah. So I don't know. 
All right, that's too much VR talk. Uh, we're going to move on to uh, a reading from Kotaku. This is something I think I think is in here personally just for me, but we're going to say it anyways. EA pulls every old FIFA game from digital storefronts. PS5, Xbox, Steam, and more lost older versions of the games ahead of the EA Sports FC 24 launch. You can no longer buy last year's hit soccer game, FIFA 23, or the year before that's hit soccer game, 22. Or the year before that, said soccer game, FIFA 21, so on and so forth. <laughs> no, uh, any of the older games from the EA Sports franchise, at least not digitally. The publisher has pulled every FIFA game that was previously on sale um, from all the storefronts, right? Uh, the move first noticed by industry analyst Mauro NL, don't know who that is, uh, comes ahead of the launch of EA Sports FC 24, the newest game in the series, which was rebranded earlier this year after EA abandoned the FIFA license amid ongoing renewal negotiations. Mm. I mean, EA didn't abandon them. FIFA asked for... Too much. How much was it? An absurd amount of money. I can't remember what it was, but it was bonkers. How much money did FIFA want from EA? I mean, it was... It was... They were asking double, double their already 150 million, 150, 150 million licensing fee to allow them to use their name. Jeez. 300 million to use the name. Insane. Yeah. Um, and yeah, in reality, it's going to hurt FIFA more than it'll hurt EA. But FIFA's anyways, already um, kind of like in, in their own world of trouble with all of the. They always cr- are. Yeah, there's always something going on with them. I, that's Always. initially when I saw the headlines, I thought that's what it was, but it seems mm-hmm. like it's contractual. So it is contractual. So, um, well, let's see, where did I leave off? While some DLC packs for games, which date back to FIFA 14 on modern platforms are still available on the storefronts. The games themselves are either missing or don't show an option to purchase on steam where FIFA 23 has accrued over a hundred thousand user reviews. And a rating of mixed notice reads at the request of the publisher, EA Sports FIFA 23 is unlisted on the Steam store and will not appear in the search. It's not clear if they're going to return. EA did not immediately respond. Um, I don't know. We'll we'll see. Um, so I'm, I'm assuming like if you already own the game on EA, then it doesn't matter. Correct. Because yeah. um, you can, the games still work even... Like I said, it's only digital storefronts. They've taken them down. And I believe... What about multiplayer and, like, servers? I'm I'm not going to Google it right now, but they just, within the last, like... Maybe it's the end of this month, or maybe it just happened. Sometime either in the last couple weeks or in the next couple weeks, they're shutting the servers down for all of them up to 21, I think. Wow. So um, they only, which I say all of them, like they usually kind of go on about like a two or three year cycle. They'll leave yeah. them up and then knock off two or three years worth of games and then leave them up two or three. Years. I mean, that makes sense, right? That's money to yep. keep those servers running, right? Yeah, absolutely. And people that, I mean, you're at that point, you're like, they're keeping up the FIFA 19 server for what, like nine people? Like, well, I mean, people yeah. are playing, yeah. Them, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, so it's really just the ultimate team stuff. So I don't, I don't know. I played last year's game a ton. I played the, I got the beta of this year's game, played some ultimate team beta. And even though it is getting more positive reviews than the most recent FIFA games, I didn't like it as much. I thought I was going to like it more. And it's always the case of like every new 
FIFA now EA FC game that comes out when it drops, I don't really like it. And it, it, I think it's because the gameplay like feels slow. I play ultimate team. So you're, it, the gameplay feels slow because you have these players. And I think it's probably less that and more of like my, the teams just suck at that time. Or when I go play with my last year's game team right now, which is like, you know, God squad, it's much quicker and much more crisp. Ooh, and I don't okay. know if it's the gameplay is actually quicker and more crisp or like my team is like a 97 rated dudes instead of the, you know, 77 rated dudes you're going to start out with. I don't know if that's the case or not, but it's, it's definitely, I mean, it's got, um, blah, 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 yay, sports FC 24, which arrives, uh, tomorrow today, when you're listening to this tomorrow for us comes on Friday, currently has a 76 on Metacritic with games radar, calling it quote, the most playable version of the series in years. So I don't know it. I've heard a lot of people that actually like it better. Maybe, I mean, again, when I played, it was just a beta. Maybe they fix some things, and it's like, you know, turn up a tuner here or there, and it's a little quicker and, and more crisp. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So we'll see. That's what I was going to say. So, like, as a dude that doesn't play sports games, like, mm-hmm. I assumed each year was just a new roster and some new features. That's the only thing changing each year. That is, It's more than that? It's more than that. That's it's not a lot more than that, but it is more than that. <laughs> uh, as an ultimate team player, you start over every year. So there's yeah, yeah, that. yeah. I get that. I um, get that. And not just start over, but start over. And they're putting out cards on a weekly basis. Like you have your standard gold card, silver card, whatever. Like uh, Messi is. I don't know what he's rated this year. I'm just going to say Messi is an 89. We'll say. I don't know, or 90, right? Well, he scores three goals in a game tonight. Next week in the team of the week, he's going to have a 92-rated card, Ooh, right? Okay. And so on and so forth. But then they also have promos. Uh, Christmas, they do a thing. I don't think they did it last year, actually. But most times, Christmas, they do a thing called Footmas, which is FIFA Ultimate Team Foot. Footmas, uh, where they're like, Every day leading up to Christmas, they drop one card that's really good version of a guy who's maybe not the greatest that you can, you know, kind of like trade in your cards for kind of thing. And so a lot of that stuff's what keeps me coming back to it. Like the gameplay was very, very good at one point. And it's not necessarily bad now. And it's not to the point where it's like Madden, where the gameplay is just like it, it actually got bad. Um, mm. It's more so where it just kind of got stagnant and it's just kind of like, eh, it's fine. Right. And so, um, and it, it seems like I'm going to compare it to Madden because they're both EA. It seems like EA kind of like when people want changes, they tend to give them changes that no one was asking for instead of the ones that people are asking for. It makes not a whole okay. lot of sense. They're like, uh, I know you want better gameplay, but this looks so much more realistic. And it's like, well, yeah, but it still plays like crap. Who cares? <laughs> like, like, like. Destiny's yeah. kind of like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A, a lot of games are. That's that's the yeah. struggle. Live service games, and the yeah. and the struggle is um, when I say nobody's asking them. I'm generalizing because they'll come out with a feature, and I'm like, ah, what what do I care? That's a dumb feature. And then you know, half the player base loves it. So you know, it's it's not like they're doing nothing. It's just maybe not for me or whatever. Um, I, I honestly think that the EAFC move is it not having FIFA is a good thing. There's a there's a lot of red tape that they now have cut out for themselves, which is very helpful. For example, 
the footmas thing. We want to do a footmas card for this player that plays for Manchester United. Well, that involves getting with FIFA. That involves FIFA and and paperwork and and red tape and stuff to get like a graphic that you you're cool with to get a picture yeah. of that player that is approved for them to use on that. Yeah. Like that's been a thing even this past year where they'll like use a picture that they weren't supposed to use and then have to take it down and have like a card with no face on it for a day until they get a picture they're allowed to use. Like that's stuff like ridiculous. this is it's crazy stuff, right? And not being associated with FIFA, they still have red tape, but now they're the ones that get to go straight to the source and get it taken care of and yeah. probably going to end up being a lot better. Question. So I got two questions about that. Uh, so mm-hmm. one, um, for uh, the thing you were mentioning with like the cards and stuff. So, and you're talking mm-hmm. about like, you know, a player scored X amount of goals or something. Does it mm-hmm. use like, r- like real season stats as the season goes on? It's that was or, my no, that was my thoughts. Yeah. No, stats don't really have anything to do with it. Well, let me rephrase that. Most cards, no. The answer is no. They are they will come out with some live cards, which are like um, every like they'll come out with a, a. It's just different promos. It's like they have a new promo every like two weeks or three weeks or something. It's like all right, so here's the promo for this week. They're Nike blah blah blahs or Adidas blah blah blahs or whatever. And every now and again, they'll attach something. Like if you have one of the 20 cards that come out in that promo, like over their next five games, if their team wins at least three games, then they go up one overall, which means all their stats go up one. Or if they score two goals, then their stats go up. Or They they do some of that kind of stuff. But what I was talking about, like if he gets a hat trick or whatever, every single week they have a team of the week where they say, this was what we think are the best players of this week. And then their cards are always one to three Overall is better than their regular card mm-hmm. or their previous team of the week card. I've so always wondered that. Plays, I was just say if a guy plays awesome and gets like five team of the week cards throughout the season, that fifth card is going to be like eight overalls higher than where he started. You're so saying playing be. awesome IRL. Yes. And yeah. That, okay. Okay. That's okay. what I was mm-hmm. wondering. Like, yeah. I, I mean, and I don't know if this has been tried or for something that could exist, but like, because, you know, I mean, I'm not really knowledgeable in like uh, sports games either, but. Mm-hmm. Um, you know how there's like fantasy football that that happens, mm-hmm. like incorporating that into uh, mm-hmm. an NCAA game. Yeah. Like, is that is that something that actually happens? Where like your roster, or not NCAA, but in call in pro football uh, yeah. for like NFL, like does mm-hmm. that can you create like a fantasy team and they get impacted by like the actual game, or do you know if that's a thing? Not not really. So Madden has the same same thing. Madden Ultimate Team. The, okay. And it's it it runs like FIFA. FIFA is the better one um, mm-hmm. in terms. It's the original one, so they're they're kind of it's a better system. And the soccer world works better for that because mm-hmm. one of the things that makes a Charizard a rare card is that there was 149 options that weren't Charizard. Right? You have to have like a bunch of cards that you can get that aren't what you wanted. Right? Mm-hmm. And so uh, soccer is the sport that has the most players. Because there's a billion teams and a billion leagues and a billion countries, right? So yeah. there's just so many players. And so the rare cards are actually able to be rare. Whereas like in the NFL, there's only so many – there's 32 starting quarterbacks. There's only so many like that you can get. And so the rare cards are not quite as rare. Um, but what it does, like even if the players don't get better, what it does is it will make people bet on players. Like I think – so they have they have certain cards that um, will match their team of the week. There's a card type called the ones to watch, right? And that basically, if you can get a card, a ones to watch card of Messi, say, 
It's a, it's whatever overall Messi is now. Every time he gets a team of the week card, that card goes up to match it, right? So that card does get better as we go along. And so people will kind of make bets, if you will, like, okay, I'm going to pay this much coins for this card, even though it's not that good, because I think it will be better. Mm. Or, or they have other things, vice versa, where people were like, you know, I'm going to buy that card because I think it's going to get better. And then I want to sell it down the line and make more coins off it. whatever. There's a lot. It's like a whole marketplace. Thing. Like it's, <laughs> yeah. it's insane. You can go, if you want to go to, there's a, there's a website called Footbin. There's one called Foothead. If you want to go to either one of those, you'll you, like, you can, it's like the marketplace. This is what that card's going for right and now. This all, is what it was four hours ago. This is like all that kind people. Of stuff. Yeah. hundred percent. So I'm kind of wondering um, now with uh, with that whole thing with FIFA, you know, mm-hmm. it seems like, I mean, there's going to be some work cut out for them because they're going to have to, uh, well, not cut out for them, but they're going to have more work because, right, they're, they're going to have to go back to these teams again, right, and be like, hey, mm-hmm. we want to use your players' likeness and your team's emblems and stuff. I mean, they, now they get to go to the source but that's now that many more people that they have to go through mm-hmm. as opposed to just going through FIFA who kind of does that themselves. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. And I don't, I'm trying to look real quick cause I was curious what, um, just to give you an idea, like, so they said they wanted $300 million. Uh, th- so this is the newest stat that I have that I can find quickly from EA, which is their 2021 fiscal year. March 2020 to April 2021 in that um, across all of the ultimate team franchises, which I, th- I think is three. I think you have Madden FIFA and I think their hockey has one too. I'm pretty sure I can't be anyways, just all just off the ultimate team franchises, which are where people are, it's just games of service. You're buying card packs or buying coins to, well, not, you can't buy coins. You can buy card packs to, um, get coins to buy player, whatever they made in that one fiscal year, 1.62 billion off of their ultimate teams. So like, they're just kind of like, all right, FIFA, take a hike. Like we don't, we're not giving you $300 million when we're, it's just, it's not worth it. Right. So they're, they're making bank off of that. It's pretty crazy. People spending money. (laughs) Yeah. I have, I have bought every single game since, um, 12. So since FIFA 12, so Jeez. I started at 12 and I pre-ordered every game, but this will be the second one that I haven't pre-ordered since 12. Uh-huh. So um, we'll see. I still have EA play so I can get 10 hours on it and we'll see what happens. Um, yeah. If I, if I like it, like it more than I thought I would or whatever. Um, but yeah, that's, that's enough of that. That's <laughs> enough of that. So sorry if you're trying to buy FIFA 23 tomorrow, it's gone. So that's crazy rip rip indeed. Um, But yeah, let's finish it up by just seeing what what are you guys playing? I want to know what y'all are playing because I bet you won't guess what I've been playing this week. (laughs) Um, I'm thinking of actually, because the new DLC is out patch 2.0 is out. I'm looking at cyberpunk again with new eyes. Um, I played the game on launch, beat it within 80 hours and I really didn't have the issues that a lot of other people had. So my experience, as far as the story goes, it was like, it was fine. It was good. Uh, PC so or what'd you play it on? I played it on a PC. 
Uh, so uh, to go back now and be able to play it, uh, I guess, closer to what it was supposed to be, I'm hoping it's going to mm-hmm. feel like a new game all over again. They have this mm-hmm. DLC to go with it. I'm going to start a new character. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at Cyberpunk again. Uh, um, I know, like, my wife finally can start playing the game because I bought it for her. I bought her hmm. a copy. And then all the issues happened. I was like, yeah, you might want to just wait for a little bit. And that little yeah, bit became off. like years. <laughs> and so I think mm-hmm. now it's finally in the state uh, for that kind of thing to be able to finally play it. Nice. Nice. Cool. Andrew, you had a lot Andrew? of catching up to do, man. Oh, man. Yeah. So I would say even leading up to Japan, um, I was barely gaming, to be honest. Like it's probably been like a good month and a half without gaming. Um it's kind of a white lie because at night before I go to bed, I've kind of dove back into a Slate Aspire, which is like a card game, a roguelike mm-hmm. card game. And mm-hmm. I've actually beaten the game like four times already, but like I love that game. I've heard good so things. I've just kind I of haven't downloaded yeah. it, I haven't played it. Oh my God. You of all people, my God, <laughs> play that game. I know. Oh I my God. To. So yeah, I, I've been casually playing that. And then before I went to Japan, uh, a buddy of ours had a free uh, game code for Disco Elysium. And I still mm-hmm. I have that too. I, I still it. I still <laughs> want to dive into that. So I the have final that as cut well. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and then like everyone else is talking about, I I'm curious to play Baldur's Gate. So yeah. yes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. once I once I get done with like video editing for Japan and unpacking, which I still haven't done. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna have hmm. to slowly get back into the the gaming world. So nice, nice. Yeah. Well, the other Andrew, my brother and I, and a couple of our friends, we've been doing some uh, some payday three when it works. Uh, actually, I literally just saw a tweet a minute ago that said uh, that they had tweeted, "It's the servers have been working for forty eight hours," and it's like they're celebrating. I'm like, okay, it's about time. <laughs> um, so there's there, there, peop- there are people in charge of Twitter are just dumb people. I'm just going to be honest. Like, like so, the game comes out. It doesn't work. You have to match Oof. make to play. If you're playing solo, you have to match make to play. What? Even if Oof. you're playing by yourself. That makes no sense. And honestly, I think their entire issues would have been solved if they just had an offline mode for solo. Yeah. Like um, because the other that's games have a, that, right? I have no idea. I've never this is the first payday game I've played. Okay. I've played um, payday two and mm-hmm. I don't. I've never had to do matchmaking, or I've never done. Gameplay's it. fun. I'm really, really enjoying it so far. Yeah. Um, but it's. I just don't know. An offline mode that means everybody that just goes, I'll play single player offline, is not on your servers. So that's not crashing your servers. Also, <laughs> so, like, like people were upset, uh, right, about the whole like having to make an account to play the game. Like, there's you have to sign into an account or something. If you don't have oh, one, yeah. you have to make. It's like it's not Steam. It was like. Mm a separate launcher type thing yeah. with yeah. And then having to sign into something else. And people are like, why are you making this make some just yeah. account? because it, you know, the um, other payday games didn't have that. Gotcha. That, I mean, I can see why I can see people being upset about that. That didn't bother me, but mm. I, that makes sense. But uh, yeah, it was so funny because we tried to play, tried to play, tried to play, sat in a like matchmaking, trying to find a game thing for like 30 minutes. And then it worked one time on the first night we're like oh shoot yeah we played two three minutes in we set the alarm off and just said just gunned the blaze the whole way from that <laughs> bad point and then we couldn't get into another game the rest of the night then at like 2 a.m or something like that they they posted like 
we're starting to see some improvement in the servers a little bit. It's, it's still hard to find a match, but it's getting a little bit better. Be patient with us. And then at like 10 a.m. the next morning or 11 a.m. the next morning, it was like, oh, it's back on fire. Everything like it's the worst. I'm like, your Jeez. servers didn't get better. People went to sleep. That's what happened. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then they woke like up looking, and got on. Yeah. And so People anyway. monitoring are like, wow, look at this. I know. So we've been playing some of that. It is pretty fun. I don't, it's not a game that I can see myself playing a haircut. It's not a game yeah. that I can hear, hear myself. I can see myself playing like in six months, but it's mm. going to be a fun time for the next few weekends kind of thing. Um, uh, so enjoy it. Not, far. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> with a heck of a lot less content. Um, <laughs> but actually what I, I, I've been playing uh, fanatical had a, they, they do sales all the time, like bundle sales. And you could buy two games. And I saw they had Session Skate Sim on there the other day, which is a $40 game. And I got it for seven and a half bucks. And that's, that's I've like only been playing that for like three days. I'm loving Wait, it. Wait, it's like so a fun. skateboarding sim? Mm-hmm. It's a skateboarding game, but it's uh, it's much more difficult than the other skateboarding games. Right. Yeah. Um, that sounds cool because like really I mean I, I've been going at, going back and playing like some of the older Tony Hawk games like Tony Hawk Underground and stuff like that or Tony Hawk 2 and uh, mm-hmm. you know I especially with Tony Hawk Underground just because it's a little bit a little bit more open I would do like and I still do this now when I play it's just like set up like realistic like trick scenarios mm-hmm. you know like I'm gonna go to mm-hmm. this board side to you know board slide to a, a, a tray flip or something and then like try to execute it and you're just doing these little things but you're trying to get because mm-hmm. you know, Tony Hawk is very just like outlandish and over the top with its tricks and everything mm-hmm. and I was wondering that like oh is there yeah. a skateboard game where like it feels real and you know like you're trying yeah. to like so that sounds it feels more cool. real I'll give you that so like example to Ollie in the game your right stick, well, you can change it. You can either go, the default is your right stick is your back foot and your left stick is your front foot. Uh-huh. But you can switch it to where your right's your right and your left's your left, regardless if you're in switch or regular, which I'm not doing that because it's just too much to keep up with. So, <laughs> and the default is the way that I did the tutorial. So, in order to ollie, you pr- pull back on the right stick and your guy crouches. And then you push forward on your left stick, which is kind of like if you ollie, you're jumping up and you're pushing forward with yeah. your left foot anyways it's yeah. fine and so it's like oh okay that makes sense or like you pull down on the back stick and then you flick left with the left stick which would be flicking your left foot left that's your that's your kick flip and so that's it's like cool. the tricks kind of make sense right yeah okay um and it is to that point where you talk about you go board slide like if you you jump somewhere board slide a rail and tray flip off i'm going like dude that was sick Whereas you do that in, in Tony Hawk, you're like, well, that was 800 points. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like, like what, it, it's, it feels it's, different. And I love Tony Hawk it. games. Don't get me wrong. I am yeah. a lot better at those than any, almost any video game that's out. I've played a, a many, many hours in Tony Hawk games, and I love them. They're a blast. And yeah. I played the, the the remake, one and two. I, I still have it downloaded. I play it often. Um, but it's a whole different feel. And like, even to the point where like, if I'm jumping to land on a rail to do a trick, it's not going to suck me into that rail or like, oh, you got close. So we'll pull you onto the rail. Like it's, if you didn't hit the rail, right. You're going down. And it's Mm. like, it's difficult. It is. When you go to the trick list, the trick list, um, 
say just go whatever standard flip tricks or whatever and it tells you like the trick list and what what to do with your analog sticks on half the screen the other half of the screen is like a warning this like warning this game's hard and it's supposed to be hard (laughs) (laughs) like like don't give up it's okay (laughs) it's it's pretty rough but it's i'm having a blast with it man it's so fun that's what's up you know what's interesting Mm -hmm. is games like those there's always those people that are just the best and they just like have some crazy you probably Mm -hmm. imagine they probably hold the sticks like if like this or something you know it's a freaking crab yeah (laughs) i think crab on the sticks to get the perfect like flips and everything and i think it's like recently um out of early access so like it's been going on for a while but it's been early access like three years Mm. something like that and one of anyways one of their most recent updates regardless is a tmnt collab where you can re- you can skate as any of the tmnt turtles That's as well sick. as you have like some boards and stuff like that and then oh, there's nice. some like there's like a, a i haven't done it yet but there's like a sewer level i think so it's pretty cool that's pretty cool i'll have to check mm-hmm. it out yeah, it's fun. I'm having, and like I said, Fanatical right now has has the deal where you can grab that and another game for two for fifteen. So that's what's up. It's fun, man. Fun, good stuff. So cool. Anything you guys are looking forward to in the next uh, few little few weeks? You can play EFC tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if we're gonna play that. Uh, <laughs> Nothing, nothing game wise. I don't know. I feel like we're getting close to the end of the year. I'm wondering like mm-hmm. what's going to be the, uh, the, the final one to, to cap off the year. Like what, what's going to be the last good game for the year. Mm-hmm. Um, I have, I have no idea. I, I just remembered. I still want to play Armor Core and Liza P. <gasps> oh my God. Armor and Liza Core. P. So I've like I'm, I'm really behind. <laughs> I played Liza P for 20 whole minutes. What's your 20 minute verdict? I thought it's pretty cool. I just yeah. I didn't have a lot of time to play at the time. I'll, I'll get okay. back into it. It's just there's some other stuff. Um, it's Souls like, play, right? So. Yeah. Is it? Okay. Yeah. yeah which, to be fair, is not my go-to style of game. But it that's why cool. I was surprised like, by your reaction. Same. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. I mean, it's it's on Game Pass, so worth a try. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I'm looking forward. City Skylines Two comes out in on the 24th of October, and it's also on Game Pass. But I am. Big, big city skylines guy. Fun games, fun games. So awesome. Well, I think that's going to do it for us. That is our very eventful. If there was some weird <laughs> stuff in this episode, if there were some strange cuts. There's I teleported juju. at one point. <laughs> like there's, there were some things that happened. So if you, stuck, matrix. if you stuck with us for this long, you are in the matrix with us and we appreciate it. And it, yeah, you're, you're a real one. You know the final I mean? cut's oh. going to be awesome. <laughs> Oh yeah! Oh, I know. I know. Editing, <laughs> editing made easy. Thanks to Zencaster, though. Oh yes, my thank God. you Zencaster for letting me upload my stuff without it disappearing off into the ether. I know, right? I know, right? So, but we appreciate it. Uh, go follow us on all of the things at logongames.com, and I think that's going to do it for us this week. See you guys later. See ya.